right. Welcome to this episode of The Journey. We are still working from home, still recording from home. So there's still quarantined. We're quarantined. So there still might be dogs barking in the background. But this week, we're going to talk about pivoting, about pivoting in business. When you need pivot. to pivot, when you need not pivot tables, when you need to pivot, how you know you need to pivot. And we chose this topic because we're obviously in a time where multiple businesses are having to pivot, either because things are going poorly and they have to find a way to make money, keep employees, adjust their business model. But there's also a lot of other businesses that are incredibly busy and revenue is not the problem. It's more team members and how to get all the work done. And so we're seeing in a time where all kinds of companies are having to pivot with very little notice. But most of the time when you're running a business, you have a bit of notice, you know, a little bit of um, headroom before you have to make those changes. So uh, we thought we would talk about it, talk about uh, what's going on right now with businesses, talk about some of our, some examples we have all seen in previous businesses where we had to pivot either at the last second without much notice or where we had plenty of time to plan. And then clean layer itself, we're not, we're not particularly far along. So probably the only pivoting point we've had is initially when we were trying to decide, you know, whether to build out the platform um, in within kind of a side by side to word or outside of that. And, and we did do a small pivot at the beginning. But uh, but we haven't yet ha- had to do any other pivoting, but we can talk about what could happen, I guess, in Clean Layer as we get going. Sound good? It sounds good. It sounds great. It, when, I, when you first <laughs> sent this topic, it did make me think of the Friends episode where they're moving the furniture and Ross, Ross and Rachel and they're, he's trying to teach her to pivot because the couch won't fit up the stairs because they're kind of curved. I've never seen that one, I don't think. Oh, man. It's funny. Nice. Well, I'll send you the link so you can see it. Okay. So, so maybe there's a um, a separate podcast on generic business speak, um, mm-hmm. but the word pivoting stuff. So, yeah. so pivoting, we're going to pivot. So, so tell me what you mean by um, what, what's pivot pivot in like normal language to you? Um, turning, switching directions. Like to me, pivot means, I guess, adjust slightly but not completely change i think it could be both i mean sometimes people do it for market conditions so if if a company all of a sudden you know has an idea of where where they think their market fit is or what what they you know aspire to serve a particular market for and that market tells them a completely different story then i think you either pivot to what they do need or or i guess you go out of business or shut down or something. Yeah, true, but I guess okay. it could be a drastic change. Yeah, turn can mean any kind of change, I guess, because pivot probably means turn and turn could be a little tiny turn or a huge turn. Okay. So pivot is we're going to adapt to something and um, yeah. we're kind of head a little bit of a different direction. Yeah. I think okay. turn in a different direction. So because you could adapt to something without changing your business model, without changing your model. Right. Um, and, uh, and you could pivot in parts of your business without pivoting in other parts of your business. So you could pivot by complete change to who your market is or what your product is. But you could also pivot just in how you engage employees, like the work from home stuff that's going on right now. So um, that probably could be any, any of those things. Okay. 
All right. So uh, do you guys have any examples burning in your brains of things that you've heard about that are going on during uh, this quarantine or any examples burning in your brains of previous jobs, roles you've been in where you've seen the company have to pivot? Um, nothing comes to mind personally that I've been involved in where we, there was a, at least in my mind, what I'm thinking is this is like a, a pivot, but, um, I mean, I'm hearing it from other people, like, um, especially in the gig economy space, a lot of places are trying to adjust their, um, their offerings in the short term, I guess, to, you know, find a way through this financially constraining, I guess, time for them. Whereas, you know, things that are depending on somewhat of a social interaction isn't there. You know, and so like a lot of people like sh- what's it called? Ship? Ship? Is that where Jason pick, works? Pickup. Pick I always call it ship, shippy. That's what, <laughs> when I'm teasing James, I'm like, you work at shippy. Um, I think they pivoted to to the types of deliveries that they're doing. And I don't know if it's cost effective. I think it's I think they offered to do like groceries and smaller items now. Mm-hmm. And so for them, I'm sure it's probably an expensive Request. I, I don't know. I'd have to look up and see what it costs, but I know that's one that I'd heard of. So their business, um, their business model was to to take huge items, right? The last, right. the last leg of the race, basically. Yeah, furniture or whatever, but, bigger. So do you think bigger items? Do you think they pivoted because because I heard kind of the same thing, or I saw the same thing on LinkedIn that they were offering other services. Do you think they pivoted because there wasn't as much demand for their services due to all the stuff that's going on for big items? Or do you think they did it to try to help? Did, did you see anything? I know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But the, I mean, I'm sure the answer is probably somewhat both. It's hard to kind of be, I don't know, during the time like this, if people are adjusting to things, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't, is it selfishly motivated or is it really to help out? I don't know. Um, but all I know is that at least from an advertising perspective, they're saying that they're offering different services now. And I, if if the numbers that I'm seeing are correct, I don't, I can't imagine somebody paying $30 to have groceries shipped to you. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't think that they're operationally set up from an efficiency standpoint to make that really affordable right now, but it could just be something that they're offering in the short term, knowing that like, maybe it's there. just to get through. I don't know. Did, yeah. Did, speaking of pivoting, did you guys see that Amazon's going to shut down their delivery where they're competing with UPS I and s- FedEx? I saw that. And I, maybe you can give, shed some more light. I didn't read into it in detail. Is it, is it on purpose to not compete with them to help them out? I couldn't tell. I, I couldn't tell if it was a matter of focusing and, mm-hmm. or well, focusing or it wasn't working out or in their negotiations with them, they decided not to compete. I couldn't, I couldn't get a feel for why okay, yeah. I wanna, it was shutting down I in September, read, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to read up more on it because I, my first intuition or instinct was when I read that, I was like, oh, they're probably doing this so that they don't compete with with the other big you know conglomerates that are out there to not impact their business during this time, almost as like a nice gesture thing. Right. But then, but then in my mind, I'm like, why would they do that? Yeah. No, they said they're shutting it down completely in September, so it's nothing even to do with this time. I don't think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't. Maybe, just, maybe it wasn't working out. Maybe they just could have been a focus thing. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Could have been a pivot because it wasn't making money. Could have been yeah reasons. I I don't know, but I just yeah. read that the other day. We can guess. My my guess would be a negotiation that that FedEx mm-hmm. and UPS said no more if you want right. these rates or that rates or whatever. And right. Um, Amazon's not a big focus company. They're a big take over the world kind of company to me. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so the pivoting thing, so obviously like um, restaurants are 
quote unquote pivoting and um, having to switch the delivery and the takeout and trying to figure out how to survive. And, um, um, and so there's a lot of that going on. It's interesting. Like what, because I, I just have a connotation when I hear the word pivot, there's just a connotation in my mind. I, and I guess I'll get into that, but um, do you guys have any, when you hear this word pivot, when you hear some, some kind of generic business person who's leading a team or leading a company saying, we're going to pivot. Does that evoke any kind of uh, or if you're sitting in an all hands meeting and your, your leader says, Hey, we're going to, we're going to pivot now and do this instead of that or whatever. Does that have any kind of connotation or what feeling does that give you? And then I'll tell you my feeling is maybe different. Yeah, your, from yours is going to be negative. Yeah. That's no, my it's going to be negative. It's going to be real negative. Yeah, yeah. The generic, saw that coming. The generic yeah. business person. <laughs> it is. It's just such a euphemism. So, so I'll get into mine. You tell me yours. So, so mine is when I see a leader use that word, which is just so generic, it, it feels like a, this is just my, my um, kind of thing. It feels like a euphemism. It feels like we are off track alert. Things are not going right. This project is off track. Our product is off track. Something is off track. I don't want to say it that way. So I want to, I don't want to say that everything I intended to do is not happening the way that I hope it would. I, I want to use this generic kind of word of pivoting and no, no, no. It's not that we just failed and we need to quickly scramble and reinvent and figure out how to go. Cause failure is a part of business. I don't think the businesses that fail at things are bad businesses or anything like that. Right. That's not, at all what I'm saying. Um, and I adapting and changing and, um, uh, and trying and all these things are part parts of life, but just, it's just that, that word for me has this connotation of it's generic. I didn't really know what I'm talking about, what I was talking about in the first place. I'm not sure what I know what I'm talking about now, but we're just going to pivot into that and, um, and do that for a while. And I'm going to try to sound like I'm in control of this, even though I'm reacting and trying to wrap some nice, interesting business words around it. Man, so, I, so know I have a, that I know connotation word, to it. I know a word I'm going to use around the house nonstop now. We're going to have to pivot, <laughs> pivot on dinner tonight. We're going to need to pivot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I blew it. I forgot to buy the groceries. I didn't do anything we talked about. And we're just going to pivot on dinner and go ahead and go out to eat. Um, I know I told you I was cooking steaks, but we're just going to pivot on that. And we're going to order pizza. That, no. that's that's the picture of pivot to me oh no yeah. i don't have that at all i love I, I so i don't know that i've actually ever used the word when running in all hands or telling the company that we're changing uh but the word doesn't have any negative feeling to me and in fact it probably invokes more oh sweet we've got more information so we're gonna adjust and be better but but i also am a fan of change and I'm completely a fan of if things aren't going in the right direction, just, you know, switching quickly. So it doesn't evoke any negative feelings. I've, maybe I've never been in meetings where generic businessman that I dislike is saying it or something. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing negative for me. In fact, I think it's positive when, when I'm thinking of all the stuff that's going on with businesses right now, I don't, you know, I see all these posts on Facebook and everything, fear, 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 like nothing about that is fearful to me. It's all exhilarating and fun. Like, I don't want to be the business that's having to deal with that right now. But, but I think it's a time for creativity. Like, I love that. It's yep. a time to be creative and think outside the, you know, that's a silly business saying to think outside the box. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's, but like, it's, 
it's a time to just reinvent yourself. So to me, it's exhilarating. Right. What are the, yeah, um, yeah. sorry, what you're talking about like the challenges that we faced, just different challenges that life can throw at you are exhilarating. Is that what you're talking well, yeah, about there? Just, yeah, just anything. Like when I think of, well, everybody's saying, and, and trust me, I, I don't want any businesses to be suffering or losing revenue over this or anything else. But when I think, if right now I was the leader of a, a restaurant, uh, like when I saw the Jason's Deli guy posting up a storm, that guy jumped in, the, the, the manager of the Jason's Deli over here, he jumped in and he was being creative. What can I do to help people who are home, to keep our revenue up, to keep our people working? And he was positive and excited and he was coming up with ideas. And then you'll see other things that were just like, okay, I'm shutting down tomorrow, right? And so, yeah, so I just think it's, it, it provides opportunity. Yeah. And, and I know there's a lot more negative going on. So I'm not trying to take away from that. Sometimes they're just, you can be as creative as you want, but it's not going to happen. Right. And, and so I get that, but it provides opportunity. And in that opportunity, things happen that really can help you later on that you never would have done later on. And there are lots of things I think probably at Defy that I wouldn't have done unless we had come to a crossroads and and I had to make a decision like right in the moment. And then that turned out to be a very positive thing later on. Like if we weren't about to run out of money early on, I wouldn't have been demoing the product with just a login screen. But yeah, when I right. did that, it made a huge difference, right? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, being kind of almost backed into a corner and like figuring out how to get yourself out of it, I think is the right. feeling that you're describing. Just like any movie where there's that pivotal moment where, you know, somebody gets punched in the mouth, you know, and they slow-mo takes two seconds to think think about it. And then they come back and they adjust their strategy or whatever to kind of fight back. And, and you know, ideally in the movies, they always win. But um, that kind of moment of just kind of getting yourself out of a corner, I think is, I agree. I think it's definitely, it's, I guess there's some fear there for sure. But I think that is a perfect time to be creative and figure out how to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and, and that's where if I kind of separate the name of the podcast from the substance of the podcast, when we talk about adapting and changing and, um, and reacting to some kind of thing that happened that was outside of our control and, um, or whatever, just, just doing that and just driving the bus and, and doing that adapting. Yeah. That, that is a really good, um, set of skills. And I think the type of people that can do that well are obviously, um, uh, really great you know, leaders of organizations and things like that. And adaptability was one of our core, core principles in like the organization that I ran. Um, and, uh, so, so when I talk about the sub, when I think about the substance of that, I think the things that you guys are saying and absolutely, absolutely like that. When I think about the word pivoting and, um, and if I'm the CEO walking into the board meeting saying we're going to pivot, I'm thinking of the CEO that just bought the company that just came in for the CEO that actually knew what they were doing. And now you're a generation or two of kind of leadership from the leadership that, and I've, I've had this in previous companies, right? Where, where you have a leadership group that built a business and then you get a successor leadership team, usually a CEO, and then they fill in a new leadership team. People kind of come and go and you get disconnected from, um, uh, this happened almost everywhere I've been, um, and they get just disconnected from the business, and they almost have to. To it's good 
um, in a sense of kind of you get you get new blood and all that stuff, but then it's bad because you have to relearn institutional knowledge that you may um, you may kind of uh, diminish or or not fully appreciate the institutional knowledge that's in an organization. So you get these generations of leadership that really start to, in the worst case, they start to just not understand the business and the fundamentals of it. And um, and then for me, in those types of leaderships teams things start to get really generic and really stupid and the language starts to get really stupid around that. And, um, and then that, that to me is the word pivot. Um, but, but I think, um, uh, this notion of, of kind of, um, adapting to changing circumstances in the world and, um, and doing that is a really super positive thing. Um, and super great. So, so I'll just, I'll just focus on, on the, the substance of what you're trying to, yeah. trying to well, get to here rather than the, so the, I don't the know, word. I don't, I don't know if you would call this a pivot or adjustment, but, um, but like just the fact that Sabre went from being, and other companies go from being public companies to private companies to back to public companies. Those are pretty monster. Those are pretty big changes, right? How you're going to get your funding and what you're going to do. And were you with them when they went through that change of, yeah, all all angles of that, but none of that was a pivot. That was a strategy, and it wasn't. Oh, I think we need to do that. I think we need to be private, and oh, I think we need to be public. No, there was a clear strategy and a clear roadmap, and it wasn't just ooh, private's not as good as I thought it was. Let's pu- let's pivot into being public. Ooh, let's pivot into being private. No, no, no. That right. that's a different thing. Pivoting to me is. Oh crap! I really thought these people were going to buy this product. I don't think that's what it is. So, so yeah. I don't think that. Yeah. So let me give an example. Oh, sorry. Go, Justin. No, I was going to say I don't think it necessarily has to be a negative thing, uh-huh. but I, I think of a pivot in my mind as something a little bit more drastic of a change, not necessarily an adjustment. Um, although the definitions could be the same, but in my mind, I think of things like Twitter, which I know originally um, it was called Odeo, I think back in the day, but it was really for podcasting. It was a way to find and subscribe to podcasts, but when iTunes kind of came out, that's whenever they felt, I guess, a little bit uneasy or whatever, that that it wasn't going to be the right product strategy for them and to compete with a conglomerate like Apple, you know? And so I think they pivoted at that point to make it, um, you know, ultimately what it has come to today. But that's in my mind, what a pivot is. It's, you know, they were going down a path of doing one thing. And now today what we know Twitter as is not podcast subscription at all, right? It's something totally different. And, and I don't know that they did that out of a bad situation or it's just an opportunity because they're like, Hey, these guys are coming out with this service. We're going to be directly competing with them. That's probably an uphill battle. We don't want to yeah. to tackle. So let's switch over to more of a micro blogging type, you know, play. And certainly they've, you know, made gone through s- several changes from that decision to where they are today. But in my mind, that's a big one or like yeah. PayPal or any of these other ones that have made or Starbucks, even Starbucks, I think started as, um, uh, they just sold coffee and like the beans, they sourced the beans, I think, and they just sold equipment. But I think the founder fell in love with, with the actual coffee itself and decided he wanted to make one or yeah. like wanted to brew the coffee yeah. himself. So and, that was another, in my mind, what a pivot is. And, and I was, um, uh, I was thinking about Amazon, obviously starting on books, then getting yep. into selling everything. And then in selling everything, you have a data, data center. So then you get into providing everybody's data center. And all these yep. things, which I think could be um, could be pivots. And I'm looking at I'm looking at this this article called Amazon Amazon's Pivot. It's called the Pivot <laughs> in the <laughs> fast company. 
And it's interesting, it's all using pivot, 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 but then it says, um, uh, uh, yeah, it says naturally this doesn't qualify as a pivot since it was part of right. Bezos' grand plan from the get-go. So Bezos right. didn't just stumble into selling everything off of books and stuff. Right. Some yep. things I'm sure he stumbled into, but he had a strategy and a goal Correct. and a plan. And, so, and pivot, yeah, I think that's to your to point. That's the difference. That you're off plan. No, Correct. But, but could it be your off plan, or you just didn't plan from in the so the, so you wouldn't consider? I would consider this example to be a pivot, but it doesn't sound like you would. So we we start defy two things when we start defy that I think of as pivots for us, right? We start defy. We know we want to build a loan origination system. We know that. And we know we want to market to midsize auto lenders. We know that. Now, you know me. So, you know, I'm not thinking three years ahead of time. I'm thinking right now, what are we, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? We're going to build an LOS. We're going to focus on midsize auto lenders. So we were very specific, midsize auto loan originations. That we were very specific on. Now, you start going. And I had never thought of it. I'd never planned for anything. I knew there were lots of options we had, right? But I never planned like Bezos to take over the world or anything. Um, And then there came a point where we said, okay, right now we're marketing um, only auto and only, or right now we're marketing to mid-sized companies. Let's pivot and add in small companies, small lenders. And that was a pivot for us in my mind, because we didn't have the marketing material to go after smaller lenders. We didn't know where to find smaller lenders. We, our pricing wasn't for smaller lenders. So it was an adjustment, a change that, that I knew could, could happen at some point, but I hadn't planned for it. Right. And then the same thing when we decided, when we sat down and we said, okay, we have loan origination system. Do we take this loan origination system and we go outside of auto and we pivot and and we'd become, do we become a loan origination system across all kinds of industries? Or do we build additional products for auto lenders? And to me, that was also a pivot, switching from a one product company to a multiple product company. Um, and you could call those just strategies or changes. Well, or- I'd call those kind of market expansion and natural progression. And in your example, if auto dried up and you had... 30% revenue growth that, that dropped to 1% revenue growth. And, um, and then you said, okay, we're going to pivot away from auto into this thing and really stop marketing to auto and, and just try to grow it here. That to me is a pivot. But if you're going to keep, in your example, if you're going to keep the auto thing going, you're going to keep the LOS going and you're going to add other products to that or you're going to, um, uh, add other industries to that. To me, that's just that's just the natural progression of a company and an expansion. Or maybe maybe like a pivot in my mind would have been um, we're going to pivot into being a service business. We used to provide technology. We've yeah. discovered we have great relationships with our customers. We are going to be a service business, not yeah. not open up a, a little segment of our business to provide some services. That's going to be ten percent of our revenue. No, we're going to be a service business, yeah. and not a software company. And, and those to yeah. me, those to me are just, again, definitionally, it's, that's more what a pivot looks like to me when something's like done off track, you move to some adjacency to try to try to salvage things or maybe even way improve things, you know, and do something. Yeah, I think it crazy. was, there's a book called, um, I think it's called The Lean Startup by Eric, Eric Rise, Rees. I'm, I'm probably not saying it right. I don't, 
I don't have the quote in front of me, but I think by definition in their book is it's it's a sort of a, a a structured course correction, right? Designed to test whatever the new hypothesis is about the product or strategy or whatever it is that you're doing. So I think in that Defy example, I think you could argue that it was a pivot to try out new things. Um, but I think I think when we started this podcast, at least in my mind, I was thinking more of it as um, uh, you know something where whatever we're doing now definitely isn't working. Got it. Um, and you, and you need to be able to kind of switch directions in order to keep going and, you know, kind of move the company forward, I guess. Yeah. And those, but, okay. But, I, but I can see that as being a pivot still. Okay. Yeah. So, so a, a major change to your business because something isn't working, something isn't meeting needs, whatever it could be the product or now businesses could find themselves needing to pivot how they deal with employees because forcing everybody to be in the office isn't working and they're not getting the best of the best and whatever. That could still be a pivot in their business strategy of, of their employee handbook and everything else, though it has nothing to do with their product right. necessarily or yeah. what they offer. And uh, I think, oh, sorry, sorry, Steph. No, I'm done. Well, so I think what we're landing on is the, um, the ability to pivot is, is core and a great skill. Um, especially as a leader and, um, and probably even in your own, even in your own career, it's a great quality to have as you manage your career. Um, for me, if some executive actually uses the word pivot, um, then it's a red flag, (laughs) um, whether they do it. And then, and then I think a new element to add into this for me, um, when you're talking about pivoting, um, that is a, and Justin, I think you hit on this. That's using a kind of a oh, cool, we're we're pivoting. That sounds that sounds good. That sounds fun. Pivoting to me is a word that implies it. It minimizes it. It like talks about just kind of oh, okay, sweet. We're just we're just pivoting. We're not completely shutting down what we used to do and trying to do this whole other thing that we're uncertain about or scrapping something that completely failed. We're just pivoting. And so to me, it minimizes something. The word tries to um, take the emotion and take the reality of the change that's actually about to be underway. It just tries to, to me, it dampens it because um, pivoting it to me in, in actuality implies something pretty major is happening, but it's a kind of a teeny little, little word that yeah. sounds more under control. I don't know. Okay. Yep. That's fair. Very fair. So, um, yeah, I, I, I found that quote. I pasted it into our chat so you guys could see it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, a pivot is a structured course correction designed to test a new fundamental hypothesis about the product strategy and engine of growth. So it's all it says all about the product or the strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, the Defy thing could be considered that because it was a structured, yep. it wasn't necessarily a course correction, but it was a, you could call it a course correction because we figured out we can't earn enough revenue just focused on what we were focused on. Right. Right. And then new market research told us something to try and we're trying to test out the hypothesis. So for, as we're kind of wrapping up, clean layer is just getting started. I'd guess what we had happen at the very beginning when we were trying to do a proof of concept to decide whether to build this, you know, as a word add in or completely outside, um, could be considered a little pivot, right? We started building out the proof of concept as a completely separate product, realized that people weren't going to want to leave Word to go work, did a little pivot there really early on. But now we're, we're just chugging away at building the product. So 
both of you can see into the future better than I can. What what can you imagine for the future of Clean Layer? Any pivots that we might come across or have to? I know, John, you don't want to use it, but anything that could yeah, yeah, yeah. impact our strategy or our plan. Um, I mean, I I think anything could do that. I, I, um, I definitely see. I, I definitely. I would say yes. I think there's definitely going to be a time in the future where we have to pivot. One because, like, think what I said before. I don't know. We were probably talking about something else, but that I feel like right now we're kind of in this echo chamber of our own feedback and our own kind of thoughts and everything. And so we have yet to kind of take it out of that echo chamber and get more feedback. So I think once we do, that's naturally going to give us some indicators of, of what what are, what was right about what we thought, what wasn't, or do we need to adjust things like that? Will it fundamentally change our our mission and things like that? I, I don't know. I don't I don't think so. But just the way technology changes so often. I think there's always a chance that it could, right? I mean, with just with what we're doing, I mean, there's lots of opportunity for more efficiency automation and things like that. So would we call that a pivot? I don't know. Maybe. I would say if our core competencies are our kind of core mission um, changes, then I would say, yeah, that I would say that that's a pivot to what we're, what we're doing today. And, but I don't think a pivot is you know, our go-to-market strategy is to kind of have a, a tightly integration with Office, right? I don't think us then saying, you know, well, we also want to have a presence outside of that and kind of have our own standalone, you know, presence. I don't think that's a pivot. That's part of our strategy that we've had since day one, too. So, um, so I don't know. But yeah. I certainly think there's going to be feedback and opportunity for us to determine, to answer that question for ourselves. Yeah, and um, and I think like, um, well, I'll use an example, like when you... um kind of had the idea stuff you were thinking of this as a uh um a gap filler almost between enterprise type contract management systems and kind of building out some features that those don't even have um but let's just say they did have the features that that we we have and are building in clean layer um not everybody can afford, afford to spend millions of dollars on enterprise software to, to get these kinds of features so we can deliver them more cost effectively into a broader, a broader audience and all those things. So, so we had thought our target audience was the, the small to um, mid market customer, you know, um, that was kind of caught between needing a full on CMS and, and that. And then as you've talked to people, you've um, learned that people, a, that have CMSs don't have, this type of functionality in their CMS. So it could be complementary to that. Um, you've learned that uh, people that work at, at huge companies don't have the types of capabilities that we're trying to develop with this. And so you've got this um, quote unquote pivot from being geared towards small market law firm type things and, and other you know small markets, individuals, those types of things, but smaller offices to, well, maybe we could, we could, um, uh, you know, fulfill needs of more enterprise type customers. So that's one. And then, um, and then who we even sell to, wait, are we selling to, um, individuals? Are we selling to companies? Are we selling to, um, uh, CMS products, you know, as a, right. as a bolt on to their, their thing. So all these things, I guess, are quote unquote pivots from your initial idea. But we, we think about this thing so broadly, nothing I just ran through is anything that we haven't considered as an option or a possibility 
or anything like that for how how the software could kind of be deployed in the I'll market. Tell you what, I'll tell you what we haven't considered as a possibility that scares me the most, and I hope I hope we don't go this direction. But we have not considered that we would have to adjust from exactly what you said that mid market provider offering these features to being a full blown CMS. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, that we that, fought against that from the beginning. Right. We didn't want to do that. Right. That, was, that was completely against what we yeah. our ambitions were it, for the company. Right. But, yeah, but it might that might be true, right? But and what if, if what if we got out there and for whatever reason we couldn't partner with the CMSs because it was too competitive? Or right. what if we got out there and we got so many amazing customers, but those amazing customers wanted us to build out all the rest of the you know like those types of things? Yeah, and yeah. It's well, not, if, it's not if, our goal. No, <laughs> it, but if we do that. Um, that's a perfect example of a pivot. <laughs> yeah, you say, hey, I think I want to yep. be a CMS. Um, instead of the million dollars that we raised, we're going to need to raise $50 million. Let's raise $50 million and become a CMS. Let's right. just pivot into becoming a CMS competing against the big boys. Let's just pivot in to do that and do that. <laughs> Um, right. That's a perfect example of what I'm, <laughs> what I'm talking about. Using that word to apply to that kind of strategy would be right. pretty yeah, funny. And th- it's probably a good, uh, a good topic to, to discuss maybe separately or something, but just generally like when, you, when you're building something like for us, and this is an intentional mindset in my mind, but thinking of us as a feature, right? I, f- I really think that we're complementary to the CMSs that are out there. I really believe that. Yep. And we're not really competing with them. We are competing them on some level because they're an end-to-end system. And so at some point in that sales cycle or that you know process, there is a place where people do revisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think we all understand that. But I think what we're trying to do is focus on that niche specifically and improve that to the point where it does become a valuable position to say, hey, CMS, we would really want, like to partner and integrate with you and handle this part of that process, just this part. You guys are awesome at all these other things too. Handle that and let us just focus on this. But to your point, that would be a an interesting um, and yeah, and indicator the, in the market that says we don't want to partner with you because we we're we're also going to be building the same thing. Right, <laughs> you know, that's right. that, that's a real thing that can happen. Right. So yeah. I would imagine that our um, yeah, whatever we want to, however we wanted to define pivoting. Um, uh, yeah, clean layer is going to be full of pivoting and figuring <laughs> things out and adapting to kind of needs and um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have lots of it, I'm sure. Awesome. Yep. All right, well, let's wrap up uh, this episode of the journey. The journey. Thanks to everybody for listening. <laughs>